Canto Four, Chapter Twenty Six. King Puranjana goes hunting and finds his morose wife. Narada said, One day he, King Puranjana, went to the forest called Panchaprashta, carrying his bow, golden armor, and inexhaustible quiver. He traveled on the two wheels and one axle of his swift chariot with golden ornaments that, being drawn by five horses, had one sitting place, seven armor plates, three flags, five supports, and two posts for his harnesses. He carried five weapons and two special arrows, together with his eleven commanders and his one chariot driver who held one set of reins, he knew five objectives and five different ways of approach. Having taken up his bow and arrows, he, being inspired by the evil thought of hunting, was very proud of leaving his wife behind, for that was something almost impossible for him. With a lack of enlightenment in his heart, he had taken to the horrible practice of mercilessly, with sharp arrows, killing the animals in the forests. According to the Vedic instructions, a king may, in his greed for flesh, kill in the forest as many animals fit for sacrifices in holy places as are needed, and not more than that. O king, any man of learning who does his work according to the Vedic instructions will, because of that spiritual knowledge, never be affected by such activities. Otherwise, not regulated, he will get entangled by his karmic actions in the notion of false prestige, and thus, having fallen under the influence of the natural modes, bereft of intelligence, go downhill. Because of the destruction of the animal bodies that were pierced by the arrows, which had different kinds of feathers, there was great sadness. It was a distress unbearable for compassionate souls. He got very tired from killing game like rabbits, buffaloes, bison, black deer, porcupines and various other kinds. When he was done, he arrived thirsty and exhausted back home to take a bath, have a proper meal and rest to find his peace back. After he, some day, as should, had perfumed and smeared his body with sandalwood pulp, he, nicely garlanded and beautifully ornamented, wanted to pay attention to his queen. Satisfied, joyous, and very proud also, he had his mind on Cupid and did not aim at a higher consciousness with his wife, who maintained him with her royal household. Dear King, a little worried, he asked the maids of the household, O oh my beauties, is everything in order with you and your mistress? All the matters at home at the moment appear to be not as attractive as before. To have no mother or wife at home devotedly welcoming her husband is like having a chariot without wheels. What man of learning would sit on such a poor thing? So where is she now, that intelligent woman who delivers me from drowning in a notion of worries and inspires me at every step? The women answered, O king, go and see how your beloved one lies on the bare floor, O killer of the enemies. We have no idea why she has taken to this kind of behavior. 
Narada said. When he saw his queen lying lost on the ground, Puranjana, racking his brains over the scene, was most bewildered. Pacifying her with sweet words and a heart full of regrets, he could not notice any anger as a sign of love from the side of his sweetheart. Gradually, first touching her feet and then embracing her on his lap, the hero, experienced in flattery, began to appease her. Puranjana said, When a master, by way of instruction, does not rebuke a servant in offence depending on him, my fair lady, that servant is not done justice. The reprimand of the master constitutes the greatest favour for the servants. One is a fool, O slender maiden, not to realise that to be angry is the duty of a friend. That face of yours, that, with its beautiful teeth and eyebrows, fills me with attachment, and now so gloomy as hanging down, you, together with your sweet voice, like a bee, should lift up to me, shining, smiling, and glancing from under its bluish hair, beautiful, to your straight nose. Please, my loving darling, I am all yours. Unless he belongs to the school of enlightened souls on this earth, I will scold him who wronged you, O wife of this hero. When he is not a servant of Vishnu, he will not live without fear and anxiety in the three worlds or anywhere else. Your face was never without its decorations, nor have I ever seen you that dirty, morose, upset, and without your luster and affection. I never saw your nice breasts wet with tears, or your lips not red of kumkum. My most intimate friend, be kind to this man who, sick of passion, did the wrong thing in going hunting of his own accord. What woman, who with her great beauty controls the lusty desires of her husband, would not dutifully embrace him being lost in impatience and pierced by the arrows of Cupid?' 